of God is so strong here tonight. Begin to adore him. Thank God for the gift of life. Thank him for his preservation. Give him glory. Give him all the adoration. Celebrate the Lord tonight. Lift your hands. Thank you.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, give us an in-depth understanding of your word. Translate us into the kingdom of your light as we teach your word. Let it instruct us for our spiritual construction and build up. Invigorate us, inspire us, empower us. Speak to our hearts. Grant us access to the revelation of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Be seated in God's presence. Great somebody. Praise the living God. Look at somebody and greet the person. Greet the person. Tell the person you are welcome to church. I am certainly sure because I posted that I'll be going to India already. Some people have taken the lead. Some church members have taken the lead. So they are in the flight to India. They're going to cast out devils. Amen. The kingdom of God works with spiritual understanding. Say spiritual understanding. Please take a moment and share the broadcast so someone can be blessed. The Bible says if you lack understanding, you are like a man who indwells in the habitation of the dead. Proverbs 21, 16. If you lack understanding, not just understanding, but spiritual understanding, you are part of a group of people who are dead in the kingdom. Proverbs 21, 16. So in all thy getting, get wisdom. And don't just get wisdom, but also secure understanding. So spiritual understanding is very important. Amen? Proverbs 4 verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. In all thy gettings, get wisdom, but secure also understanding. Secure also understanding. And why? What are the benefits of understanding? Verse 8 to 10. Look at the benefits of understanding. Watch this. Exalt her. And she will promote you. Say exalt her. And she will what? She will bring you honor. Spiritual understanding brings you honor. When you embrace her. So spiritual understanding is important. Verse 9. She will place on your head an ornament of grace. So grace has an ornament. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. I pray that God will open your eyes tonight in Jesus name. Is it Proverbs 13, 
15, it says that good understanding bringeth favor. Good understanding bringeth favor. Good understanding brings what? Favor. Good understanding gains what? Favor. But the way of the unfaithful is hard. Put your hands on your head and say, Father, tonight I receive spiritual understanding into your word. Say, empower my mind to receive your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Clap your hands unto Jesus. Celebrate the Lord. Please, you, you may share the broadcast. The priority of the kingdom of God. The priority of the kingdom of God. What are the practical approach to seeking and pursuing the kingdom of God? Matthew 6, 33. We have greatly established that the greatest, can you bring the scripture please? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We have established family in light of scripture that the greatest challenge in life on earth is the complicated demand of choosing praise the lord i said the greatest challenge on earth is the complicated demand of what of choosing among competing alternatives of our limited time. Dealing with the competing demands of alternatives that are vying for our time every day. There is a constant demand competing for our time. The whole of this week, starting from last week, there is a huge traffic on the motorway. So if you want to go to Accra and you want to use the motorway, you leave one hour early. Praise the Lord. If you think the time slot you used to use is the same, you'll be late. Praise the living God. So there is what? A constant demand competing for our time. I would like to submit to you that life was designed by God to be simple and not complicated. Very simple and not complicated. And I establish that the key to living a simple life is priority. The key to living the life God has designed for you 
is priority. When you prioritize God. First things first. I said to you, after university, have MA, MPhil, all that. I've never done a secular work before. Bachelor of Arts in Social Science, Master of Arts in Religion Studies, Master of Philosophy in this, Doctor of Humanity, whatever. I've never worked in any secular job. God has been my employer. And nobody pays well than God. So when you make God your priority, he will make you his obsession. Praise the Lord. I'm not talking to Abiana to try and create a national service certificate for me. For about two years, she has not done Every day she says, Papa, I'll create a national service certificate for you. Because there's some program I want to do. They said I should bring my national service certificate. I don't have a national service certificate because I didn't do my national service. I was busy preaching the gospel and casting out demons. My God, to successfully handle the pressure of competing alternatives in order to create a balance. Priorities first and God must be your priority. Look at someone and say, God must be your priority. You must prioritize. Organize and be disciplined. There are people who just live by just living. Anything that comes, anything that goes. Yes, Sunyami, style be happy. Praise the Lord. They move by the trend of life. There are seasonal Christians. Their Christian work of faith is subjective to the season they are in. January. Even when you meet them, we call them spiritus. They are spiritual than their father. February. March. April. May. June, July. Seasonal Christians. So, their spirituality is subjective the season. Then there are reasonable Christians. I am in church because I am sick. God must heal me. I am in church because I need a job. God must give me a job. 
seasonal Christians, reasonal Christians. I need God to touch the heart of my husband. My marriage is not working. So God must fix my house. God said, you are lost. You are you move by the tides and the swash and you move with an intention. But God said, if you make me your priority, then I will conquer your reasons and empower your season with miracles. That's the whole idea of God. He said, I am a jealous God, thou shalt not what serve any other God beside me. You cannot serve God and Mammon. No man can serve two masters. Matthew 6 24. He said, The light of the body is the eyes. So have a single eye for me. Matthew 6 22. Make me your passion. Priority. So you prioritize, you organize, and you discipline. I was scheduled to be at the Indian Embassy at 4 o'clock. So I had some guests. Sons God has given to me. They come around. They came around 11. So we chatted a bit. 12. Okay. 12.30. I moved into the washroom. Took a shower. 1. I calculated the traffic. Be at the Indian Embassy at 4. So I left at 1. And I said, okay, I'm, I couldn't work out the whole day. So let me go and work out 30 minutes. The traffic on the motorway intense. Go to the gym. I said, okay. From the gym to the Indian embassy will be 30 minutes. But because of the traffic, I made it one hour. So I work out 15 minutes. Intense one. Then I took my time to travel. I got to the Indian embassy at four. So I asked the security man, what time are they going to close? So we'll close at 4.30. And I said, but your boss gave me four. So I said, why did your boss give me four? He said, I don't know. When you see him, then you ask him. Too much, some come up. Some is our chop money out there. So I went in, I took my passport, and I left. If I had decided to go by the nominal time, I would have gotten there at 4.30. I have to go to the boss' house and go and wake him up to come and open the embassy. Have you seen, a, have you seen an Indian man before? You know the way they talk? Uh-huh. See, organize. I'm telling you, there are people, you know, it will shock you. The program starts at 4. They will leave their house at 4. 
Do you believe that? The program starts at four. They will leave their house at four. And there are people, they wake up early and they are still late. See, no priority. No organization. No discipline. One man of God in America lost a mega pulpit. Major one because he was five minutes late. Five minutes late. See, organize. Dr. Menzo Tabel said, charismatics are gifted people, but we have no discipline for time. Do you believe that? Dr. Menzo Tabel said that. He said, charismatics are what? Gifted people, but we have no discipline for time. I'm in America. I don't joke with time. Prophet will pick you at five. We'll pick you up at seven. Six thirty. I'm downstairs. And I'll tell you, the man of God, is your driver late? Should I take an Uber to come? Yes. Sometimes I take Uber to go. Because you start early, you close early. My boy be on our New York. Man, can English months. Some ones where I win you know. I catch him on about six. I will do eight. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Into this time in our car, Miss, don't worry. Mama, fool, Baba. Oh yeah. Oh yes, he's seeing you behind. Apostle Jules, Bob, I'll be there. 6.50. He's there. Discipline. Prophet Dante, he's worse. Baba, 6.30, I'm at the hotel. 6.25, he's there. 6.30, he's knocking on your door. 7 o'clock, Dante gives me the mic. By 8.39, Happen. Nine o'clock. As soon as the microphone was on, nine o'clock. At the time, let me preach. My shall come. My just can happen. So by eleven, no say discipline. One of the greatest assets to humanity is the discipline of time. If you know how to prioritize time, you will rule the world. I'm robbers in America and other places. You should see the way they work. When they are robbing a bank and when they set their time, 10 minutes you are out of the bank. After 10 minutes, if you are not out, you are caught. They know the senses. They know the time. Camera work. They know everything. When the, the minutes, the seconds that the camera would turn, this camera, when they off the camera, they know how many seconds, oh my God. They know when they unlock the safe, the time the police will be notified to get to the bank. 
they within five minutes they have to finish everything and they walk out. Discipline. We have no discipline. That's why we are suffering. We have no discipline for time. We have no discipline. One day I went to the Independence Square for greater works. Those days they were doing it there. So I was, ah, me so I'm You do eight o'clock, what's it? What best say grace now happen? I must say, ah. Yeah, eight o'clock, prophetic churches. We are now doing song ministration. We'll give the mic to the prophet by 8.30, By 8.30, greater works is closed. 8.30, they are closed. Put your hands on your hands. Say, Father, help me to manage my time. I want you to pray that prayer well. Say, Father, give me the discipline of time. So, we said priority protects you from doing everything. Priority. You organize your life in the right word sequence. First things first. First things first. Once you set and you organize your priorities, then you have to discipline yourself to keep each one of them. Praise the living God. So we said discipline means self-imposed word restriction. The best form of governance is self-governance. If you can Discipline yourself. Discipline your life. You will reach higher heights in life. There are many gifted people. But they lack discipline. Discipline. I told you of one man of God who went to America for the first time. First time goes to America. First time enters into a, a church. First time, first day now, the head pastor's secretary, messing up with the head pastor's secretary. First time. What's on the back? The head pastor canceled his ticket, canceled his hotel. He was stranded. First time. There are some people, that is what is happening to them. The, the demons from their mother's house on Pia's papa. So first time breakthrough, he will let you mess up yourself. First time. First time. One young man asked me today, Papa, how is it coming? You've preached in America 15 years. You keep going to the same churches and different churches and more doors. I said, it's because of how you handle yourself. I said that you can have an anointing and still be stupid. If you don't have the character to sustain the anointing. And I said, the Bernard Taylor people knowing the church is not the Bernard Taylor when I travel. You have to be foolishly humble to access certain doors. If you want to be right all the time, there are doors that will close for you. Sometimes it takes the foolishness of faith 
to access certain blessings. There are people who walk on you, you have to accept it like that. Sometimes you have to apologize for being right, but you still say sorry. Just to keep yourself going. So self-discipline is very important. Say self-discipline. There are some of you, you can never work out. Because you don't have self-discipline. There's nobody who works out who will not become disciplined. Because to wake up, to go and work out, ask Eric. He worked out two months, he disappeared. More than one, one year, he has not worked out again. Your body will rebel. You have to go and work out. Why the kaka butubi? Wisdom be for me. Fufu na banku na chenam. It takes discipline to work out. Do you know that? Huh? Sometimes when you have to wake up to work out, you feel like the sleep. Has reached its orgasm, the sleep. That is the highest level of sleeping. But you need the discipline to wake up. There is your members, your bodily members will rebel. But you have to get up and go and what? There's a man at the gym. He's 62 years. Stephen is older than him. If you look at Stephen, the way his face has become like a monkey. The, Stephen looks older than the man. But he's 62 years. Ah, so I'm no, my friend for over 25 years, he'll be 58 next year, February. Turn and look at Sofsami. Turn and look at him. He'll be 58. If you see him working out, it's like a man who is 40 years. Say discipline. If you are not disciplined, there are certain things you can never do. Because your members, when I say your members, your body reaction will rebel against it. But it takes self-discipline to wake up at 4 a.m. to pray. It takes self-discipline to sit at one spot to read a book when you are feeling sleepy. It takes self-discipline to study. So self-discipline is what will help you keep your priorities together. Am I teaching tonight? If you are not disciplined, you can't have a decent destiny. And I say this to the glory of God. Pastor Sammy always tells Charlie, could you level up discipline? Every time is well calculated. If you know me very well, you know that at 3 p.m. I'll be here. 2 p.m. I'll be here. 4 p.m. I'll be here. 6.30, I'm here. 7.00 a.m., I'm here. 9.00 a.m., I'm here. You, you know where to find me at this time. What I do. Where I am. You know that if you look for me in between 10.00 a.m. to 12.00 noon, you will not get me. That time is the time I'm sleeping. Self-discipline. Go and get this book. The Mafia Manager. Go and get that book. Write it down. The what? The mafia manager. Go and get the book and read it. The Bible declares 
the children of the world are more wiser than the children of the light. Why? Because their level of discipline, the church doesn't have it. The church doesn't have it. The risk they take to become great, we the Christians, we are very lazy. We can't do it. A young man will starve for seven days and lie at one place, maybe in a coffin. You can't do it. But he's looking for something. And Jesus is teaching the highest level of getting prosperity in the kingdom. He said, make God your priority and stay by it. Be unshakable and unmovable to every happenings around you. Maintain that discipline unless you want to happen in your life. All the people when we were growing up who were mocking at us, some of them are dead today, some of them are mad, some of them you meet them, they still ask you for 20 Ghana. Because when we were doing SU, Youth for Christ, and we're leading prayers at assembly, do you remember? You lead prayers at assembly, when we do compound meeting, or the, how do you call it? Assembly, and you do worship time every Monday. They were laugh, laughing at us. They are mocking us. Today, our destinies have been well groomed, and they are still struggling in life. Make God your first choice, and you will never become last in life. If you believe it, clap your hands onto Jesus. Every time I look at Pastor Wisdom's stomach, then I'll be praying for him. I'll be praying for him. So Jesus said, identifying the right priority of life is the key to a successful, fulfilled life. Identifying the right priority of life is the key to a successful of your life. Something funny to make you laugh. Recently, my old boy was showing me a very light-skinned, slim lady. And the lady is excited about a supposed man with a pot belly. It's when I looked at the picture, and I saw the pot belly. I said, this lady is a scavenger. There's no way. It's a scavenger. After blood. After she milks. Yeah. Because if you look at the pot belly and you look at the lady you can tell there's no way this lady will go after the pot belly. So it's not the pot belly, but it's the pot and the fat pocket. You shine your eyes. By December, I command you to bring your wife to me. By next year, you're getting married.
Say, Pastor Wisdom has to get married. You have to get married. Jesus said, you can choose priorities that are not right. Praise the Lord. He says that you can do what? That are not right. For example, some saints one foot in early in the morning before prayer. It's not the right priority. You wake up from a terrible dream terrible dream. You saw yourself dead and when you woke up, you asked that they should go and buy you fufu and lice soup. After a terrible, terrifying dream, that's the first thing, that's your first response to a terrible dream? No. You quickly zoom yourself into a day of fasting for sanctification and consecration. You move into prophetic tokens and directions. You go into spiritual backlash. You backlash the backlash. But there are people even when life threatens their destiny that is when they will decide to waste it. There are people they waste their life when life is threatening their destiny. When you are going into trouble you are sinking Things are not working. That is when they, they, they would turn their battleground into a playground. We have seen Christians like that. Am I teaching tonight? You can tell you are under strong spiritual attack. At the top there, I, I told one of our members, I said, don't go to this school thing they do every Easter. Don't go. At the top there. Oh. When he went and came back, the mother died. The next week, the father also died. Yeah. You wake up in the bed and you see an animal dead in front of your gate. And you ignore it as a spiritual person. You ignore it. Say priority. Say choose the right priority. For instance, you are in deep prayer and fasting. And a friend that you have known for years, that you know that when you start a conversation, it will keep long. And you can't cut off the conversation. You don't pick the call in the first place. Because at that time, you are in deep prayers with God. Worship time. How can you mix pleasure with spirituality? No. It's a wrong priority. Apostle Samuel will tell you, on Sunday morning, I will not even mind you. He will tell you. Baba Sani, you will tell me. I will not even mind you. You will become my enemy. Sunday morning, I'm coming to church. And that's when you are going to ask me very unnecessary questions. I won't even mind you. No matter who you are. There's time for everything. And God says, make me the most important consideration. 
God said, make me the most important word in your everyday life. Make the kingdom of God your most important concentration. And anything you want, I'll give to you. That's the priority of the kingdom. So let's zoom by nine we'll be out. Let's zoom into some scriptures today. Amen. What was David's priority? Psalm 63 verse 1. What was David's priority? Look at David's priority. Praise the Lord. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. That is David's word. Look at King James, the King James version. Look at David's priority. Look on your screen. All right. Oh God, art my God. Early will I what? My soul. First, David's priority. Now, people call Abraham the man of faith, but let's look at Abraham's priority. Genesis nineteen verse twenty-seven. Abraham's priority. Abraham's priority. Genesis 19, 27. Are you being blessed tonight? I try to teach very practical on Wednesdays. And Abraham, please go to the New King James. Abraham's priority as a daily lifestyle and Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. His daily lifestyle. Go to the King James and the NIV so you will understand it. Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. So, great men have secrets. Every great man has what? Yesterday I was talking to one of our sisters and, and she was talking to me about a man of God in the neighborhood and was, she was sharing with me the level of that man of God's discipline. The level of that man of God's discipline. You see, there are certain resorts people are having. Eh? They deem it fate. Eh? They qualify for it. I said they deem it fate and they what? Because of the behind the scene input that brings the output. So every great champion has a particular strict measure he adheres to. I've seen Stephen appear how he trains is sick. I've seen Dwayne Johnson, how he, twain, he trains, is sick. Bishop Tudor Bismarck goes for a walk every day, two hours from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., no matter where he is. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. I can mention great people that we admire and their level of routine. Say routine. They don't just wake up to face life. There is a lifestyle of discipline. They keep to it as a lifestyle. 
produces the result everybody sees. So Jesus identified the right priority for the church. And he said to every believer the two main priority number one is what? The kingdom of God and number two is what? Righteousness. He said if you can live by this accept this priority you will have no need in life. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. If you make God's kingdom, God's house, everything about God, your number one choice, you will have no need in life. And I say to you with no apology, if not for God, you will not have been where you are today. Some of you, I allow you to share your testimonies. It will blow the church. God saved you. God gave you a life. God gave you meaning in life. God has beautified you. If not for God, by now maybe you are completely drunk. You are an idiot. You are on the street. You are maybe you 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 may have been dead. So you owe God your life. Say you owe God your life. And Jesus says what brings true blessing is a man that labors for God. That's what Jesus said. What brings true meaning of life is a man that lives for God. Labors for the kingdom of God. And I've seen it. Every week, Reverend is to be somewhere else preaching, ministering the gospel. He preached the day his two kids were dead. Bishop Dark is doing more crusade after the, his son died. But by the boy, he's working for God even more after suffering death. They know the secret. And the secret is if you seek God, the things of the world will beat their way to find you. You can, you can let people say whatever. But let people also know one thing they cannot take from you is your love and your heart for God. I pray for you that that will be the outlook of people that say whatever about this woman, about this man, but one thing they cannot take from you is that you are a deep of God must be your passion. Be passionate about the kingdom of God. People, yesterday I was in a church and Reverend Doctor Victor said, I wish I copied the video and I tried to find it for me. Reverend Victor said, I was preaching. 
and I was in Prophet Elbelas Church. Reverend Dr. Ritose was preaching. And he said to the people, you know, this young man, Taylor, I've known him for many years. He said, those days when I come to Denmark in 1999, he was a little boy in Denmark with his sisters, and I used to sleep in the house. And people were like, hey. And I was sitting down quietly. And you know, if you are humble, you will not force to be humble. What, what do you think, if he's talking, what, what do you think I'll do? The Benatila that you know, what do you think I'll do? A father is talking, I'm sitting. Where would my hands be? And I'll come to that. Jesus said the kingdom of God is for children. So until you become a child, you can't inherit the kingdom. And people were blown away. Because there are small, small boys sitting down. They thought we began maybe three, four years ago. The man said it also. I used to, I, I, I slept in his sister's house in Denmark. And I've known him for years. Reverend Dr. Bittorset of Family Chapel. born again. Never. That you have left God. Huh? I was the youngest among the rising prophets in Cape Coast. In my generation. Some of my friends, they drink beer like water. They have lost them. Those days, they, were, they used to be very sharp. Prophetic was very scarce those days. Some of my friends from Cape Coast, today they are no more in ministry. As a Sami can tell you, men who were pastoring churches, the Cape Coast, 800, 500, when they lift up worship and they sing some of the Pentecost worship, people will fall under the power of God. Today, some of them are selling supporters they, they, they are no more in ministry. They are no more in ministry. They don't want to have anything to do with the kingdom of God. They have completed in backsliding. My, my big brother, Prophet Osbert, said, Bernard, I love you because you are tenacious. I love your drive. No matter the battles you have fought, you still keep going. That's why, Bernard, I love you. And I want that spirit to be in you. You will suffer, he said. Revelation 2.10. You will go through afflictions. You will go through contradictions that will make God's word concern like a lie. But he said, if you can endure to the end, I will give you the crown of life. Make the kingdom of God your passion. Because when they looked at Jesus, when he was ransacking the church, the synagogue. And he said, how can you turn my father's house into a den of thieves? 
For it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And the Bible said they looked at him and they remembered the word of Isaiah. And they said the zeal of the Lord's house has consumed him. Let the zeal of God's house consume you. Jesus said it's not your education. That's your priority. He said it's not your house. It's not the visa. It's not the marriage. He even said it's not the healing you want. That must be a priority. He said, but seek says you will have worries but forget about the worries and seek first the kingdom. And tonight we want to exa- we want to examine some people that presented some questionnaires to Christ and how Jesus answered them about the priority of I'm going to give you three people and we close. And I'll share about the kingdom children. The kingdom and righteousness. Say righteousness. We said righteousness means right alignment, right positioning of, of authority, right standing with authority. Seek the influence of God and seek to remain in right standing with God. Look at someone say the kingdom first. Look at someone say the kingdom first. So, the first thing in life is God's kingdom. Say the first thing in life is God's kingdom. Number two, the second most important thing in life is right standing with God. Right standing with God. And we continue from there. Matthew. Chapter 5, verse 6. The presence of God is so strong here tonight. Begin to adore him. Thank God for the gift of life. Thank him for his preservation. Give him glory. Give him all the adoration. Celebrate the Lord tonight. Lift your hands. Thank him.